Uh, you fucking lefty fucking snowflake. Welcome to the second episode of Brighton Punk's Picnic Podcast. You know, we're starting on a very positive note, like this podcast is bit so basically just represents us like going through the lockdown. So the first podcast we were like, you know, really interested by the lockdown thing. Yeah, we could make the most of it. And now we're like just going batshit crazy, but everyone else is going batshit crazy as well. And I would just like to express my fucking frustration about the Thursday clapping for the NHS because we don't fucking need your clapping. Like, honestly, the NHS people would just be very happy to keep going on their lives without you fucking clapping and making a lot of noise every Thursday at 8 o'clock, especially while I'm doing my weekly yoga. So, you know, just just don't. Just don't. I, I mean, I don't know. Just don't clap, don't clap, like, I hate these fucking clappings, I can't stand them anymore, and in Spain, they do it every day, can you imagine? Well, they do clapping all the time anyway, I guess, like, they're using musical, and it's like, <laughs> all this stuff, like, <laughs> don't. It's, they're, they're, they're clapping, it's just an extension of flamenco, is that what you're saying? I just realized how bad it sounds. Well, I'm just gonna just gonna dance a bit and clap at the same time. Woo. I don't know. Maybe they can be more cheerful in their real life. They've got. They all have balconies. They like, you know, not locked in a fucking box like me. You know, but like you know, at least it's not as bad as in Poland at the moment. Like loads of people that are working in uh, NHS are getting like threats from their neighbors. Oh, really? And there was someone last week that got the, her car destroyed, like painted with sprays or something, because she's working in a local hospital. Uh, I, there's people being told not to, like, to basically stay away from, like, you know, the building because they are bringing the fucking plague. Like, literally, they say the plague. I say plague as a joke. Yeah, kind of. yeah. I yeah. cannot stand the like the word starting with c is just i think it's triggering for a lot of people well it's funny that you say that at the beginning of this old thing i was reading an article um about this um nhs worker got so he got evicted by his landlord because he was he was working for the nhs so you know they were they were concerned about being around this person and you know like these are the people that are just on the front line for fuck all money and you're gonna do that to them that is so shitty like you know just on a moral conduct it's just it's disgusting this is so fucked up like can you believe that these people like they don't have the idea that one day they might need help and like they might be helped by this person because they know their shit and they work by helping people and they're not fucking scared of like you know big fucking fat capitalists that they don't fucking care about them they they would like they wouldn't mind if they die if they would have just can have their money like they hate like normal people that are doing hard work our our guest today in the show is uh chesky is um is a usa um, artist and uh, he's got some real strong opinion about capitalism so we will hear from him later on he's in lockdown as well he was supposed to play the cowley club uh, but he will not play the cowley club anymore <laughs> because of the pandemic and uh, we're gonna interview him yeah he's got some some real strong opinion about capitalism so yeah we will we will hear from him later on kind of like more hate for capitalism <laughs> yeah yeah i mean the more the merrier just Come here and hate on capitalism. Just send yes. us comments about how much you hate capitalism. <laughs> Why not? That's what we like. That's what we like. Yeah, music. Shall we play some music? Yeah, yeah. You go. You go, girl. I go. I go. Okay. <laughs> so let me let me find my note. It's my favorite fucking song at the moment. Okay. 
Where are my notes? I made notes. Unbelievable. We've got a song from this amazing six years old girl. Mm-hmm. She's a daughter of BB Quattro from Susie and Los Quattros. Yeah. You probably know that. Six years old, woke up one morning during coronavirus crisis lockdown saying she had words for an adolescent kind of sounding song, which is fucking great. Like six years old waking up with these ideas. Um, and with a little help of, of her dad, uh, she did this lockdown anthem. again on Breton Punk's Picnic Picnic podcast and that was number one, two or maybe even fucking three because of the fucking internet. One, three, one, two. Right, that was, that was Matilda. That, that That's her name, right? Yes. I wish I was as, you know, as fucking amazing as she is. <laughs> Evelina, you're right. What, what have you done? Evelina's just looking very in pain at the moment. Oh, I've had a cramp. I've had a massive cramp. Like I got out of the house once, done a bit of fucking work, and that's what I'm. <laughs> and that destroyed you. Can you imagine when are we gonna back to our? When are we gonna be back to our normal lives? Like this is this that has to be a very very, very gradual process. We should spread some love, and said. I don't want to like I don't want people to listen to me, to me like complaining for two hours I don't mind yes give me something positive oh I know something positive I know something positive yes yes tell me did you all know some people have been making the most of the lockdown and our Chris good-looking South has come up with a new issue of the zine which is really good is really really good and uh, you know this guy can really write there's there's like um a tour diary report uh because when he came on tour with me he just kept this diary so uh yeah it's just it's, it's really funny and you're like lo- all all of the weird stories happening in there so that's that's fine as well there's an interview with closet witch um and i think and some reviews as well. So yeah, I mean, you can just like give us, um, give us a shout on Breton Park's picnic page. Actually, you can just go on the Good Looking South page and um, and send Chris a message, and it's free donation. So you can pay, you can pay as much as you think it's fair, and that's it. Get some, get get some cool zines your way. We have Chesky on the line, so whoop, whoop. this is Chesky. Welcome to Brighton Punk's Picnic Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's, Sorry, uh, I can't actually be in the UK, but I wish wish I could be. But... I know, like I was, I was really hyped to have you to have you play at the Cowley Club. Um, I couldn't believe the, you know, the the chance to have you was. It would have been a very cool show, but unfortunately. The you know a little thing called pandemic got in the way. <laughs> yep. I uh, hope all of your family and everybody out there is, is safe and healthy. Yeah, we we are okay. Our families are alright. Obviously, the same goes goes for you and um, all all your loved ones. Um, hopefully, um, they will be all be they will all be able to to stay safe. Um, so, but um, how are you coping with, with dystopia, which I've seen you've been <laughs> doing a few Facebook lives. Um, they were amazing. And um, so, yeah, how, how have you been doing? I've been, you know, I have major ups and downs always, but I think during this time, there'll be long stretches of just 
lows when I just feel like doing absolutely nothing and and I think uh, the pandemic gives it gives me an even better excuse to do nothing even oh, yeah. though I have plenty to do every single day and I stay busy and but um, those those live streams and social events public events kind of like that even if it's on the internet it gives me something mm-hmm. to kind of work towards and it gets me out of bed yeah that's 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 really important but at the same time like um <clears throat> on my end i find really comforting that i i can just like do not be productive but not feel guilty right <laughs> because you know it's like hey i'm kind of taking a break from this capitalistic system kind yes. of so i think if if you you know if if you're lucky if if you're lucky enough to have a roof over your head, this could be one of the silver, line, silver lining of all this mess, probably. Um, Absolutely, I, I feel yeah. that a lot. I feel like there's a lot of silver linings right now. I, I'm trying to be optimistic as possible. Yeah. As far as uh, you know, it's it's very tough to not have any income, regular income, but I'm finding new ways to survive. Um, seeing i've never seen so many social programs and grants kind of Mm -hmm. pop up in the united states in my lifetime so that's been a big shift and it's really odd to see to see the united states government embracing things like you know um (laughs) universal (laughs) income for people or it's just very it's very it's a big change it's um and i and i know their goals the neoliberals and conservatives are like they're all basically just trying to preserve capitalism yeah (laughs) but it's still odd for them to be like don't work you don't have to work (laughs) and it's okay and we're gonna send you a check and here's a grant for musicians and like i was approved for a grant for in my city even though i'm not congratulations thank you it's it's just so odd because we never get government support. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've seen it from my friends in other countries and never in the United States. So that's been a big shift and I'm I'm feeling extremely lucky as far as my oh, current situation. Good. I'm safe, I have a comfortable place to 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 live with yeah. good people and yeah. food and shelter That's great, like you know that's especially when you're self when you're self isolating. That's like, if you if you have like a place that you like and people that you like hanging out with, that it's so important. And yeah. it's the it's the same thing like in Britain. You know we have like a very conservative government at the moment with right. um, Boris Johnson as prim- prime minister, who is, I mean, it's not as crazy as Trump, but I'm pretty sure that deep down is as sinister as you know. He's as crazy as Trump, but is a bit more well-spoken, if you could say it. Um, they're buddies, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, 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 they're buddies, exactly. They've got, <laughs> they've got the same haircut, Trump's, don't they? Trump speaks very highly of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that says it all. And, and basically, this, go- this government right now is just kind of like uh, chucking out, uh, well, adopting many socialist policies, if you want to call them like that. And... You know, obviously, it, ma- it makes me angry because those were the people who dismantled all the national healthcare system. But at the same time, right. you you got a chuckle because I'm just, you know, you just look at them. They're there uh, live on television saying that they will be giving um, they will be giving money to uh, self-employed people or right, whatever. Right. No, it's an unbelievable and yeah. <laughs> their entire they're running on platforms of like ending social security and then the next thing we see is you know yes uh, unemployed you know or freelancers can get unemployment checks now <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah. it's so odd and uh, but what it comes down to in my opinion is that is the flexi- flexibility of capitalism. It'll always mm. attempt it. I don't consider capitalism to have any morals, um, yeah. good or bad. I think on one end, 
a capitalist will sell, sell you a granola bar and tell you it'll save a bunch of lives. <laughs> On the does. other <laughs> end, a capitalist will kill a baby to make a profit. So it is, there aren't, I don't, and I see Trump as a, as a, as the clearest um, form of a capitalist mm. politician I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like the most, like he has no moral agenda when it comes yeah. down to it. <laughs> it's pretty much about the profit and about his individual profit when it comes to his corporations yeah. and saving his corporations. And a pandemic um, or any like wartime situation is a time of major profit. It will bring so much profit to corporations and they'll do it um, masking it in federal programs. So they'll be like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll allot this much money towards, um, you know, unemployed people. But yeah. we'll also legally grab a trillion dollars for, for corporate interests or, you yeah. know, and so, so it's just, what, what I'm getting at is basically capitalism will do anything to support itself when it fails, especially. And that's what we're seeing right now. Very flexible. Yeah, it's it's a it's a demon. It's a devil that has many, many, many faces. But before we get too deep in uh, into this conversation, which is it is definitely the conversation I would have had with you if you would have come to Brighton. This is yeah. the whole point of this of this podcast. It's <laughs> basically asking you the question that you know, having the conversation that I would have wanted to have with you if you were playing if you were playing to Bright in Brighton. Um, before we go deeper into this, I would like to um, play one of your songs. Um, right. And I'm gonna go with uh, This One Last Forever. Thank you. Oh, 
the same They'll never take us out, I'll scream it till I hit the grave I could give a fuck about another ephemeral trend I'll never waste a single word trying to please them One minute we're here, next minute we're dead It's all about how we will be remembered in the end, the end This is Brighton Punk's Picnic Podcast. You should probably do the podcast instead of me. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> You're trying to make me work. <laughs> oh my god, yes, I'm worse than the American government. <laughs> no, no, I only, <laughs> I only take grants. I don't, I don't want any more labor. Well, yeah, that, 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 exa- that is exactly the spirit we, sh- we shall go through this pandemic. Get everything we can from the system and survive Um, i've always been about that personally yeah well yeah hell yes um i want to ask you um something about your music as well you know (laughs) apart from talking about politics as well um so this will last forever it's like probably one of my favorite songs of yours but then i will be saying a I will be saying this about all the songs that I'm gonna put on today uh, because I draw like the songs that will be kind of like introducing to this podcast today are my favorite songs of yours so this will last forever it's just first of all you are a hip-hop artist you are a badass folk punk songwriter how is that even possible? And you can sing. Like, nice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, man, like you can really sing. Um, <laughs> I was blown away. I was, I was blown away. Like you've got a hundred facades and all of them are like, you nailed them. Thanks. I mean, it's just, I think, I think that just came out of growing up in the era when I did and just liking so many kinds of music it was very natural for me well, to just yeah, try everything very versatile um like but the thing that blows me away about this one last forever all the time are the lyrics which is they're just like so touching um it's there are like few bits of of the song and actually i wrote them down because i want to um i want to read them out to you well i mean you know them but the people who are listening to this maybe not um but like um yeah from the bottom of my heart i believe in what we're doing and don't care if it's unattainable i'll still pursue it this is like yeah i mean i just feel this is all this it this is it what it's all about like the diy the right the punk scene um yeah so i was wondering how how important is are these things and your music and your community how important is it diy and that and the culture of diy and and the community is that what yeah you're yeah yeah incredibly important that's what i came up on that's what inspired me to start my own record label 12 years ago and and we did it communally and we did it with i mean in fact we were even we started by kind of milking the system in any way we could we we had um attained a fedex number by um a major label because a a friend of a friend was signed to a a major label and so we so our record label was founded in 2008 and we started shipping everything via this major labels account until they eventually <laughs> until until they eventually caught on uh, years oh. later <laughs> and, oh, well. uh, and threatened to, to sue us and we actually had a lawyer friend write back to them and threatened them back oh, <laughs> and so <laughs> In the end, nothing happened, and 
But That's I mean, every, everything we've started was just like out of necessity and helping each other out. But but yeah, sometimes we'll have to we'll have to milk the system in ways we can too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean the, the DIY um, community, especially um, friends of mine. There's a there's a label called DIY Bandits, which I'm really closely. Mm-hmm. linked with and one of my best friends he's actually in federal prison right now okay. he uh he started that label with a group of friends um back in 2005 i believe and, uh, i've been really closely linked with them as well and i don't know i'm i'm all about um, groups of artists and labels working together communally and, and trying to attain achieve bigger goals so. yeah that's that 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 is fantastic and you know working cooperatively it's it is really difficult but at the same time when you do it it just gives you the biggest rewards ever you just you know you just look at what you can achieve together with other people and you just realize that it's not the same as doing it on your own. It's not. It's not just. Um, it's not as fun. It's not. It's. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. No. Yeah. It, it isn't. And I do come also from a hip hop background, and so many artists in hip hop are solo artists, mm-hmm. and we are um, sort of left to our own devices when it comes to our careers a lot of times yeah. so it was nice to start spaces where we could help each other out and that's that was yeah. the whole idea of fake four and starting fake four back in 2008 was really to help our friends out and uh, yeah. community out because a lot of at the time um the music industry was really shifting and a lot of labels were closing a lot of indie labels were shutting down especially in the underground hip-hop world Mm -hmm. so we kind of came out out of necessity and um, to help people out who were losing opportunities and losing uh, losing their teams behind them you know they had support behind them so that's why we started yeah and that song kind of represents that on some levels yeah it's um yeah I mean at the end of the day it's like I think anarchism is like shit. Um, shit got to. Um, oh my god, I can't talk today. Shit has to be done, and if no one's doing it, you have to do it. And if you involve more people, it's even better. And if you right. help people <laughs> doing it, like that's the way to go. And you know, it's just most of it just comes to common sense. You know, mm-hmm. if you if you're a decent people, most of the time. I think you're likely to to make anarchist decision even though you don't know you're making them if that makes sense right right I, I think that's a good way of saying it um... yeah it's just that sometimes our decency gets obfuscated by by what well, the media and I just the system wants us to believe I I feel yeah, and also, you know, we're also forced to survive within a system that is inherently corrupt and I would even argue evil and greedy. Yeah. And so <laughs> once you're forced to survive within that system, you're sort of tr- fighting within the belly of a beast, regardless mm-hmm. of what you're doing, regardless of how good your intentions are. So sometimes you're forced into hypocrisy. I think I would actually say we're all born into hypocrisy on some Oh, yeah. So it's um, it's especially difficult to have um, big dreams and you know these kind of morals when you're sort of forced to be living within the belly of a beast. Yeah, that that is that is a very good point. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, we are all kind of hypocrites, but by the same time, you know that's that's the. That's this. That's what it is living in today's world. Yeah, and um, as lo- I feel like as long as we acknowledge that, and we're not trying mm. to be like 
holy and beyond that, yeah. <laughs> um, then maybe we're not hypocrites. As long as we can acknowledge that, I mean, we are. We're forced to do hypocritical things, but maybe we, yeah. as uh, individuals or communities, don't have to be hypocrites. Yes. Yeah. No. I, 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 I totally agree. And um, I another bit, another bit that I absolutely love of uh, this one last forever is um, when you say. Um, never give a shit about a boss or president. If we want to make real change, we need to make it with our friends, which is basically what we've been talking about. Exactly. Um, yeah, yeah that, that was like, yes. I was like, oh my God, this line is so good. Yes. Um, but also, um, so I wonder, um, obviously your fan base goes across different styles and... I guess different kinds of people because you know on one side you have the hip-hop scene but on the other side I know that many people coming from the folk punk scene um, love your music and listen to your music um, do you think that like does are the messages in your in your songs um, do they manage to go across all of your fan base or like when you say fuck the police do you think that maybe some of the people listening to the songs do not really get that or... um i think well i think when it comes to hip-hop and punk there's always been that intersection i grew mm. up listening to both for instance mm-hmm. growing up on both going to underground shows as a kid and and seeing tons of hip-hop influence at the punk shows or hardcore shows specifically and tons of punk influence at hip-hop shows and especially that when it comes to the diy underground hip-hop scenes of the west coast and we would there was a lot of intersection between punk and hip-hop and i think you know there's a there's a famous picture of public enemy wearing minor threat shirts oh, um, yeah. in the 80s and i always think about that actually that was my screensaver when i was 16 15 or seven and um I always think about that and yeah I think I think if I think most of my fans regardless of what their musical background or scene background maybe most of them get get what I'm talking about some people though I don't know they must be out to lunch or something they just hear sounds because I um I've expressed, I've openly expressed my disdain for people like, um, like the president of the United States. <laughs> and I've had, and I've gotten like hate mail from it, from people who were fans. And I was just like, really? I, I was so surprised, but man, that's the reason I had to be vocal about it. I would rather yeah. not have you support me if, if you don't get what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, I can't. I can't picture someone like writing you a hate mail because you said that Trump is an idiot. I mean, I mean, well, surely even if I went beyond. Su- I said if you support Trump in any way, do not listen to my music. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that I was I was just being very very clear, and yeah, I got some like hate mail from that, which is entertaining. And I, I got, but I was I was glad I did it. I don't want those people supporting my music, and I do yeah. have I don't. You can't necessarily choose what your audience is, but yeah, well. you can you can make decisions and 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 kind of influence what your audience will be by what you believe in and what you say and what you put out there. And I feel like it's important for artists to express what they believe in. Yeah, yeah, no, abso- absolutely. And you know, my heart, my love, no, we will be cutting that. Um, <laughs> just me <laughs> doing blah. Uh, no, yeah, honestly, like, uh, lots of respect for that because many people could have just stayed silent and hoping to reach a bigger a bigger uh, pool of fans. But, um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's such a horrible thing to do. And it's, you know, I think sometimes it just comes to the fact, can I live with myself if I don't make this clear? Like yeah, exactly. To me, it would be like that. I can't live with myself just thinking that there are people listening to my music who actually 
believe Trump is doing a good job. Mm, no. <laughs> I guess what in the in the end we're kind of taking steps against hypocrisy, right? Like I yeah. can't. I'm out there. If I'm out there making the songs I, I'm making and and saying what I say in those songs, and then living off of people who are Trump supporters buying a bunch of it, then I that makes me kind of a bit more of a hypocrite. Yeah, sure, they're still going to be buying it. They had the right to buy it. I'm not going to stop that, but I can at least make the choices about influencing. You know, at least at least make it very clear what I believe in because they're clearly not listening to my lyrics very clearly. <laughs> no, they haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> right, I think it's time for another song. Okay. Um, and so I wanna play probably like that song that I think is so eclectic. Like you packed everything in this song. I cannot believe how you made it work because it works very well. And I'm talking about take it all back. Take it all back. Yep. Never went to the temple, the mosque, barely got a cause, but I still pray for the human race in my 
back and take it all back. Take it all back. Take it all back. Here we are. That was um, Take It All Back um, by Chesky, uh, who is with us today on the other side of the pond in uh, America. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Los Angeles, California right now. Oh, I, I'm very jealous of you. Uh, very je- <laughs> <bet>. <laughs> it is a nice place to be quarantined, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. De- like the sun is out and... I mean, it has been very rainy here, though. The most rain I've ever seen, which is good because they need rain here. So. Yeah, they do. But um, so I really want to know how how did you write a song like Take It All Back? Like, how do you do it? I think, OK, so so that song specifically, I wanted to do a seven inch Mm-hmm. with Factor and we were starting um, we just wanted to make something before tour so we we're like oh let's do this 7 inch and it'll be on a 7 inch you can only fit so so much music on each of that so we're like okay let's keep it to 4 minutes Yeah. try to like pack in a lot a lot of meat into those 4 minutes you know <laughs> and so that's actually how that's the origin of that song of course we did we ended up not finishing it on time to be able to press the seven inch for tour so it just lived on its oh. own it became uh first it came out as a single like a digital single yeah and, uh, and then it made it onto our record set oh, that yeah. luck but yeah that uh i just wanted to do that's exact. that i mean the utility of it was of the seven inch of the four minutes yeah with like four separate parts that's why we made it that way um as far as the content and what i'm talking about i wanted to tie it together um i wanted to make something that was political but very personal at the same time like really dive into my own background while still you know having some you know fairly clear political perspective on it like there's some lyrics on there I think it was bef- yeah it was right before the 2016 election when we when we made that song and so I was I was it was a very similar time as as it is now um, you know I talk about um, getting to choose between two rats and if and if I can feel comfortable <laughs> you know doing that it's not really like <laughs> yeah um, and so I talk about that. I talk about my, you know, some of my history, my family, and then, and at the end, I'm talking about what I would consider agnostic prayer, mm-hmm. where it's, um, I don't really believe in anything necessarily. It's, it's sort of like this nihilist, like agnostic prayer at the end, where it's like I still want to pray for people, even though I don't necessarily yeah. believe in any of these ideologies all that much. Yeah, like I feel like that song has got just a crescendo and it just explodes with you just grabbing a guitar and just <laughs> sing it all out. And I'm, in my mind, I'm just playing the Your Life from A Fistful of Vinyl. Yes, yes. And I'm like, I love that video because it is, I don't know, it's just, it is really funny. Like, you're there. <laughs> like, you can tell, oh my God, like, I mean, this dude is just, is just like pouring, pouring it all out. You were just giving it a hundred percent, and you know, absolutely, it's not just the song that that reaches the other person, but it's also your your energy, the energy that comes that comes across. That 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 was that was fantastic, and and then yeah, of course, I was like, whoa, he's singing, he's playing a guitar. Is it? Well, I mean, like, how much talent is this person? Ah, um, it was a funny yeah. thing because they had a very short um, microphone stand. Yeah. And that song, yes. That song changes so many times <laughs> that I think I started on my knees doing the raps. Yes. And then I try to get up and <laughs> and, and I end up like hunching over in a really uncomfortable position to try to finish the yeah. song. But, Yes. It was it was yeah. a funny um it was a funny moment. I really have a lot of love for a fistful of vinyl. Alec who runs it. Um yeah, it's um that was that was a good 
good moment caption. But thank you. I'm 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 glad it, it's so cool that it that reached you out there. You know, I hope we could. I can't wait to do it in person out there. Oh yeah, like you will be welcome to the Cowley Club at any moment. Yeah, like I came across that video obviously because I've been. Well, I say obviously, but it's not obvious. Um, um, because I got like three years ago, I got into folk punk, and I started going on this, uh, you know, a YouTube video after another and then another. And at some point, I got, um, I ended up watching Pat the Bunny, yes. as, as as it will eventually happen. <laughs> and. Um, and then I realized that it was not playing anymore and that it had done uh, one last um, album that was the split that he he did with you. Yes. And I came across this, oh my God, beautiful, beautiful song um, in Say Something. Uh-huh. Um, and I remember I, I just, I just like, it, it was the live from Festival of Vinyl again. And... I just saw you playing the guitar. This this riff that you repeat throughout the song, and I was just like, "He's doing it. He's making it look so easy, so easy." While he's, you know, doing this spoken words, but at the same time singing. I, that completely blew my mind, and I and I felt very touched by the song. I thought it was beautifully beautifully. Um, written and uh, fantastically executed and um, I really liked your music that was my first um, contact with your music which obviously that was a bit more on the folk folk punky yes. um, side of thing but That's I cool. thought yeah happy to hear that you found it at all so it's cool I've been doing this a long time so having people find it two years ago is even really really cool I, I my first record came out in 2004 so yeah yeah you've been doing this a long time yeah i was i, I was i was like why haven't i heard of you know this person before i was like a bit bummed out to be fair that's <laughs> just how it For is <laughs> I, and actually the uk has been a real hard um, it's been a difficult place for me to break into for all because because i went to prison and i'm a felon mm -hmm. i i couldn't get into the uk for a long time it was, it was it's one of the really? hardest borders for americans to get into so especially when we're felons so i did i couldn't get in for a while i had done a tour an opening hip-hop tour with um a kill from jurassic 5 and lewis logic mm -hmm. but i was on for like 10 minutes at the beginning of it it was a it was a really cool little tour but i was you know i was young and this, this was 10 years ago when i went so mm -hmm. I've never actually toured the UK since then. I did one, did two shows with Astronautalus in 2016 there. And then I did one other show last year and I haven't played any other shows in the UK. So it makes sense that. Well, we will fix that. Definitely. <laughs> we will definitely fix that because the UK needs to like get out of its comfort zone. Just, yeah. I mean, the UK scene is weird. We could talk about it like for hours. But first, I would let um, all our listeners um, hear um, say something. Yes. Uh, the song. So, um, like, shall I play it? Or have you got a guitar with you by any chance? I do, yeah. Do you want to play it? Sure. Say something meaningful, please. It's been three years of stagnation, court dates and fees. Wondering if I will go free. Nothing will satisfy me, even if I burn this whole planet down, it seems. Won't learn a thing, I'll die from risking. I've got friends who would rather end society Cause there's no way you're fixing these flaws And they're starting to make far more sense to me now Cause we're lazy and used to what's wrong It's been embedded inside us since our first breaths We're destroying the world where we live But I'm sitting here watching 
watching a TV in bed, wondering why I lack happiness. Oh, disappointing mouth. Say something more than another word about how your life's difficult now. La da da da, la da da. Life is all monotony sprinkled with some moments of unforeseen extremes in between more sleeping. How will the prison showers be? Will I have to punch somebody just to get clean? Will there be something for me to eat? All of us are just frightened roosters in the ring, ready to pounce and fight anything. Though none of us will ever know what freedom is, we have certainly felt lack of it. Proverbs and cliches remind me that I should learn to appreciate what I could get. But they're forcing us to live within our own shit, and I wasn't born to be a pig. Oh, dear, sir. Pointing mouth, hold your tongue so the cops don't come and beat the words from you singing to now. Da 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 La da da da, la da. That was amazing. You could hear everything. Yes, it was beautiful. Thanks, thanks a lot. Honestly, oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's um, I, w- I was hoping to get you to do something live. I mean, just not for the sake of the podcast, just because. I just wanted to hear it live. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, cool. <laughs> thanks, thanks a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we've um, we're running out of time. Um, okay. Even though I would like to like talk about the world like for hours, but um, that might not be suitable for a podcast. I think. Maybe a follow-up <laughs> will happen at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and I just, I've just got a last question for you. Sure. Which is, can you please promise me, like, you know, like, promise me that you will come and play the Cowley Club in Brighton? Absolutely. You have my yes. promise. As long as I can get <laughs> into the country, I'll be there. We'll smuggle you. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> No, I'll be there. I can I can get in now, and my in my um, case is old enough now that it's not as, as big of an issue. So. Cool, and you know we will be able to to make the show with uh, with Aaron, Stealing Demons, and Reindeer. Yeah, um, no, that would be such. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was that was the show I was really really looking forward to. So hopefully yeah. we'll make it happen. Maybe October, maybe different time we'll see whenever whenever you're ready to um to cross over the pond give us a shout and we will sort it out yeah it's just such a it's such a tricky time right now but um i'm i'm shooting for october thanks a lot for um for doing this interview with us and thank you uh, it's been a real pleasure um talking to you and hanging out with you you too francesca Um, yeah well stay safe and um speak to you soon Thanks, Chesky. Take care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. That was Chesky. Uh, it was really, really nice having it on the show. And you're listening to Brighton Punk's Picnic Podcast. Again. Woo. Um, and we we are... We obviously, um, as usual, we try to balance ourselves out. So we'll be complaining for a bit. Now we're going to try to give you some Im- some useful info and some positive um input so evelina what have you got for us i've got blood and tears and loads of food oh my god my brain just went fucking blank jesus christ 
So we are running Mutual Aid Vegan Food Bank from Cowley Club. We open every Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we help some people. We've got people coming down for staff. We did few deliveries for people that couldn't come because they were self-isolating and we're doing uh, deliveries for quite a few families that are struggling at the moment um, because obviously schools are closed mm -hmm. they are having it hard to get any help because it's not that easy yeah can um can people drop off some food or make donations is that possible yes so we are open normally from one till three and there's someone in the club from 12 o'clock and we are happy to take any donations of vegan food. We really need some basics like tea, veg. We always need some alternative milks, uh, rice, pasta, anything like this. Uh, we happy to take cash donations as well. We do have a few volunteers doing shopping for us. Yeah, we've had someone doing a marathon in the garden. Oh, that went really well. Yes. They raised so much money. Yeah, they did. Three hundred pounds. It's amazing. The guy done a marathon in his garden and he did live stream it all as well. Oh, well done. Well done. Yeah. It... I just sat on my lazy ass. <laughs> I did move some like bags of potatoes and onions today and I'm in pain. <laughs> oh god. It's really bad. So where we'll uh we'll talk about stuff going on at the club. Um also gonna remind uh people about uh Bread and Punk's picnic and uh so it should happen on the nineteenth 20th and 21st of no, it's not, sorry. It was last year. It should happen on the seventeenth yeah, no, I've just committed a mistake. Oh! <laughs> it should be 17th, 18th and 19th of July. Uh, we're coming towards the end of the podcast, but uh, before uh, before saying goodbye to our listeners, I want to uh, play a song from another band that will play, maybe, probably will play. We'll play, let's be positive. Yeah. And uh, the band is Ratbag. Um, now, I absolutely love this band, but the, the thing that it's even funnier is the, uh, the name and the concept of the song that I will play. It's called Geezer Bird. Okay. And it's basically, it's just like, well, you know, you have geezers, but what if I'm a geezer and I'm a woman? Geezer Bird. Oh, that's so bad. I would love to be a geezer bird, but I just think I'm not right for it. I'm not that much of a geezer, am I? There must be a name for it. No, there's not. I don't think so. Really? <gasps> English is so weird. I know. Splay <laughs> Gizzard. Anyway, English doesn't make sense. There's the song. Let's play Gizzard and get the fuck out of here. Some people think you can't be a geezer and a bird, but I say Gizzard Bird. <laughs> around see you i don't know see you next time when we next time manage to sit down and have an internet connection and everything working and being recorded i hope you're recording right now actually i am recording i forgot to i forgot to record i forgot to record our previous conversation so we are a bit dried up but that's why we're all so fucking moaning <laughs> yep well right yeah. Bye. Bye. Love you all. I don't love you all. I do. I don't. The people that listen to us, not everyone else.